0: Hi, all. It's Jack here, introducing another favorite from the archives this week as I uh, continue to uh, attempt to move my family across the country. This one is the greatest spy story never told, the secret CIA files on Babysitter's Club member Shannon Kilbourne. It's called A Time to Kill Born. It's one of our favorites. You can enjoy it even if you never listen to our stuff about the Babysitter's Club. We'll be back next week with more Strange Bedfellows for you, Uh, another romance. It's going to be either music and lyrics or... Wedding Crashers, depending on which one of those gets done first. And in the meantime, if you're hungering for more content from the boys, head over to our Patreon. Uh, now's a great time to subscribe. It's patreon.com slash Uh We have a whole show about the TGIF shows from the 90s, and it's fun, and we're having a good time in there, and it's only $5 a month, and it's a great way to support us. And we'll be back on a more regular schedule Pretty soon. In the meantime, please enjoy A Time to Kill born.
1: In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time the Babysitter's Club.
0: Tell me what you think about this as a concept I just came up with. Okay. And I, it, there's a reason I came up with it. It's because you and I have recorded now three podcasts in... Two days. Yeah, the better part I did an extra one. Two days too, so and you did an four. extra one. Yeah. Um, it's the Katie Lang song. Which one? Constant Craving, but instead uh, it's, yeah. it's Content Craving.
1: Content
0: Craving. Cra- <laughs> Is all that's good? What do you think?
2: I like it. I'm yeah. I will say this about myself personally: <laughs> I am not craving any more content. Okay, I could. I, you know what I am craving? What? Uh, relaxing night. You know, okay, a TV. it doesn't
0: really fit in the song. What about relaxing content cramming?
2: Night. Content cramming is also not <laughs> what I desire, but it it is yeah. happening. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. well, whether I like it or not, yeah. Jack. Look, yeah. um, how much preamble do we want to give here? Because yeah. we're here under sort of uh, the world. The time has forced yeah. our hands, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and we're sort of being compelled to do this. We well, were,
0: we're not. We're doing. We're going above and beyond in the in this way. You and I are technically still on a, a schedule where we're only releasing our podcast every other week. We never right. told anyone that we had stopped we that. We told
2: Baby Nation. We never told oh, them we that had we stopped. had stopped that.
0: Right. But I think you and I both felt discomfort with not having constant content, as as Katie Lang says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
2: and also our advertisers were pretty upset with us. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that They uh, were
2: like, "Hey, looking forward to hearing the Better Help ad on yeah. Monday." And we're like, "Oh, we don't have an episode on Monday." And yeah. they're like, "What? <laughs> huh? Can you get an episode <laughs> up on Monday?"
0: That's true, too. It's like, "Yeah, I guess so." Um,
2: so here we are. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we that's that's all joking. You know, we're we're professionals and we're we professionals. obviously plan for this and we've been planning for it forever. And you know, we've we've really plumbed the depths of Babysitter's Club. Mhm. And all of the books, and but there's some the loose ends we haven't tied TV up. TV shows, and there's loose ends, you know. Nope. We we're not like JJ Abrams. We don't no. like introduce a bunch of plot points and yeah. then like yeah. abandon them. This there's is the something- polar bears.
0: This is the polar bears episode. Wait, what? It, why? Uh, why the polar bears? And now we're going to tell you. Yeah, right. I didn't see the end of Lost, but I think that was a question that went kind. I of think
2: unanswered. the po- polar bears are in purgatory. Which well, I don't yeah. know what a polar bear has to do <laughs> to earn a spot in purgatory. Yeah, but that, that must have been pretty bad.
0: They eat penguins, I think.
2: Okay, but why? Then they should just go to hell.
0: Well, It's kind of yeah. fucked up.
2: Penguins are like cute.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. who knows?
2: Who knows? Um, we introduced an idea to you. Yeah. Many years ago, at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, Ann, sorry. Let me start over. Anne introduced an idea to us.
0: Yeah. And then we um, we we were her. Um, I want to say amanuensis. but her avatars. Yeah, we were or, her avatars to you. We were the priests. Yeah. Uh, yeah who interpreted yeah. her wisdom for you.
2: And at first, it was an oral tradition for yeah. many many years. For many it years, was an, it oral, was an tradition, oral tradition. But yeah. now we have managed to capture some of this as scripture.
0: Yeah. For the um, first time. I pulled the audio. I went back uh, and found when the, the introduction of this concept. It's in two episodes. Okay. Do you want to hear uh, it? Do
2: you mean the, the concept of the character being who she is or the concept of you writing, penning a novel about it?
0: But they both like kind of happened. Novel. I was interested to go back to see how it happened. And yeah. it was to hear our young voices. So naive. Yeah. Um, and I think I found it. So okay. the thing is, and you know from the title, it's A Time to Kill We've been talking about this for literally for years. Many Shannon Killborn is, is an important babysitter who doesn't get a lot of prose time in the text. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. doesn't get a lot of screen time. Well,
2: and it's for good reason.
0: And it's for good reasons because she's a secret agent. And the yeah. story about her um, doings as a secret agent is called A Time to Kill Born. Let me, let me share my um, audio with you that I've pulled. Okay. Okay. So I've pulled two clips. This one's 48 minutes long. That's
2: probably more than we want to commit to right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's content craving, man. <laughs> okay, you ready? Listen to this. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is um this is Babysitter's Club Club, episode 33, book number 32.
2: Okay. Do you re- do you remember which book it was?
0: Um. Somehow I didn't actually capture that. I think it's it um, is
2: Christy and the Secret of Susan. Christy and the Secret of Susan. Correct. Ready?
0: Yep. Like in these intros, in these fucking like recaps of what the Babysitters Club is, we learn every single goddamn week that yeah. Shannon Kilborn is a Associated emergency Member. reserve babysitter. Right. Not not a peep out of her.
2: I haven't seen her in in. I'm going to say 20 books.
0: Yeah, she's like essentially gone missing. Right. Why do you keep talking about Shannon Kilbourne if she... What
2: are you hiding?
0: Yeah, what are you hiding? Maybe Don't that's...
2: go to Shannon's house. She's definitely there. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's obviously not dead. dead.
0: You would know that. She's one of our associate babysitters who right. we call all the time, except in these books about our lives we where we detail her. like every little piece of minutia in our babysitting existence, Yeah. and yeah. she just never comes up.
2: It just happens to be a suspicious mound of fresh, freshly turned dirt in our backyard. <laughs> yeah, ignore that. It's just hamsters. The secret of Shannon Kilbourne. I think she's probably fine. Yeah, she's probably all right.
0: Okay, so that's the first. That
2: didn't sound like us introducing her as a, a spy. It sounded like me speculating that maybe she was dead.
0: That's the beginning of it. Then the okay. um, the the in right after that uh, number. Thirty-four, which is Claudia and the Great Search. It's actually book thirty-three. I will forever hate us for the way we've numbered our episodes.
2: Yeah, that's your fault.
0: We get this passage.
2: <laughs> Shannon Kilbourne even makes an appearance.
0: In this she book. doesn't. She makes this weird appearance where they're like, it's almost like. Princess Martin listened to last week's podcast and was like, oh, shit, I better start giving Shannon Kilburn jobs. And they're just like all these weird asides where they're like, oh, I looked in the diary and there are uh, apparently none of the seven babysitters are around. So Shannon Kilburn gets the job. And yet we still don't hear a fucking peep out of Shannon Kilburn herself. And
2: it's also like a new made-up baby that Anne just created. Just yeah. so like Shannon could have something to do. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. I would read, if there was an entire spinoff series that was just about Shannon Kilburn, I would read the fuck out of that. Let's write
2: it. What do you mean, read it?
0: Yeah, let's write it, man. Okay. What are we doing with our lives? This yeah. is all
2: we have. Wow. Baby Nation, if you want that, if you want Jack and Tanner to start pinning. Yeah. Monthly series about the life and exploits of Shannon Kilborn. Yeah.
0: And we're going to call it A Time to Kilborn. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. All right, Baby Nation, if if that's what you want, let us know. Hit we'll one
2: uh... on your touchtone phone now. Yeah. If that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. If you're like Caro and you want Tanner to find a new friend and start a podcast <laughs> with him or her, yeah. hit two now. <laughs> if you want Jack and Tanner to do uh, weekly... Warhammer forty K lore podcast. <laughs> Hit, three, Hit three, three, three now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was a lot of promises made.
2: Well, I followed through on at least one of them. I did start <laughs> another podcast with another person.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: Because the iTunes we there was an iTunes review from Keru. Yeah. That was like Tanner's great, Jack sucks.
0: Yeah. And then you you did follow through on that. And I, yeah. yeah. And that's nice for a lot of people, I think.
2: You know, I'm still sort of carrying the torch on Warhammer 40k
0: podcast. Yeah,
2: I would love to do that. I think it's a crowded field of the lore. Um, Yeah, maybe. But so is romance novels, and you know, look where
0: we're at. That's where we do seem to be headed. Um, So that's that that. As far as I can tell, is the origin of our discovering that Anne had intended for Shannon to be a secret agent spy. And uh, that the story that must be written about her would have to be called A Time to Killborn. And now we're del- finally delivering on that promise. Yep. Um, it just it took us a while.
2: I have spent some time, yeah. Jack, I would say. Quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Inspiring you. Yeah. I would say. Sort of being your muse. Kind of bouncing ideas. being Being like a sounding board you bounce ideas off of. So... In the same way that I claim equal credit for conceiving and birthing my son, Miles, mm-hmm. much to the chagrin of my wife, yeah. I'm going to claim equal credit for writing yeah, the this. intro yeah. to A Time to Kill Born. okay. I think I am as responsible for this ber-
0: We birthed this together. We birthed this yeah. together. And then yeah. I wrote it. I did write it. And then yeah, you and were I supposed to illustrate we, we it, remember? It. And then you were supposed to yep. illustrate it. And you never did, we, and you never even read it. it. So this is going to be new to you. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah I yeah. wrote it shortly after this epi- that episode we just played a clip from. I wrote it that month. I would, like, went down and, and, and thought about it and spent some time yeah, in- inhabiting her there. mind, I and I wrote it.
2: Yep, yeah, I was right there next to you. You know, um, carrying so you.
0: It's it's also floated around. Like occasionally, someone in our Facebook group will be like, "Whatever happened to a time to kill?" Born, and I'll just like copy paste the um, the entire text of the thing I wrote. That the idea was you were going to illustrate it, and you just would never fucking. <laughs> no, knew I wouldn't it. do that. I'm not an <laughs> illustrator. <laughs> so some people have read it before we um, before we get to that content. I'd like to play a uh, quick game with you. That is a new segment. Want to play a game? Um, And it's called, you ready for this one? Yeah. It's called. Is my dad a spy?
2: Is your dad a spy? Yeah. Is my dad a spy? You and I have a friend named Dave. Yeah. who, Who we used to work with, who had this theory that no one actually knows what their dad does for a living. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone knows what their mom does for a living. No one knows what their dad does for a living. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess, like, this is a pretty relatable game though. yeah
0: it's a relatable game and yeah. it's and it's relevant to the content at hand because shannon's you know most people are like i think she's an associate babysitter or something or <laughs> an emergency reserve babysitter no she's a fucking secret spy she's a spy she's let a me girl spy so the, it's it's for me to tell you some facts about my dad and then for you to 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 decide at the end of this game is my dad a spy okay okay here's the first here's the fact that i'm gonna tell you you ready for this Yep. Here's a fact. Should I do my dad too? We can do your dad after, but my one I think is... Maybe. It's a a live question here. The Shining Path was a guerrilla insurgency in Peru designated Mm -hmm. as a terrorist organization for its brutal attacks on citizens from 1982 to 1992 when its founder, Abimael Guzman, was captured. Okay. Tanner, why do I know this? And I'll tell you. Is your dad Abiel Guzman? No, we know who he is. I think he's still in prison.
2: Okay.
0: Um, it was a pretty common topic at the dinner table in my house from 1982 to 1992. Okay. Um, and Just something you guys like to to check in on and, and kind of rap about. I talked a lot about The Shining Path. I was a fairly young lad, but it came up a lot. And okay. one of the reasons for this is uh, my dad would often go, and they. this is what they called it, on mission, yeah, to Peru, okay, during this time so and- he was a missionary no, he's not a missionary, okay, definitely not a missionary he's I know that he's a, a non-believer, okay, and when he would go on mission, he went under an assumed name, so we had to learn his assumed name for when we would call him at his hotels, okay. Those are the kind of the facts that I, at the time, I was just like, that's what my dad does. But now I'd like to ask you this. Is that's my dad a spy? That's damning. That is pretty damning. Because we read a book about this. And then he stopped in the babysitter's around 1992 Hawthorne. when the Shining Path was finally kind of defeated after the capture of its And then leader. what did he do? Um, he's. I think he started going to Brazil <laughs> on mission around that time.
2: Okay. <laughs> I think your dad might be a spy. You've always told me your dad is an economist.
0: Yeah, that's what he told which me. Which is too. good spy
2: cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because no one will question that. They're like, I don't know what that means. Like, what does an economist do each day? No one knows. Well, they
0: go on mi- as far as I know, they go they on go mission to a lot. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in
2: Peru. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah. old Jeff Shep, were the, yeah. the the man I know of, as yeah. Jeff Shep,
0: yeah, might be a spy. Might be a spy. Do you have more? Um, that's the that's the strongest one the assumed name and the freaking shining path. Okay. You know, that's the, the you know, there's a lot of he's always he was always f- flying um around the world on mission. Yeah. Um, throughout my uh, up until I was in college.
2: My dad works at John Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory. Okay. He in the 90s or yeah, in the early 90s Worked at the um, what's the digital fortress? Dan Brown, NSA, NSA, yep. Okay, uh, he has a black belt in Taekwondo. Okay, <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> wait, your dad worked at the NSA,
2: yeah, in the early 90s,
0: and he has a black belt in Taekwondo,
2: yeah, and now I he think works at John Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory, which. Here's some of the just some of the things that John Hopkins applied physical laboratory <laughs> is known for. Yeah. Here's some of their work yeah. from their website. Okay. Air and missile defense. <laughs> Cyber operations. <laughs> Homeland Protection. <laughs> Precision strike. Okay. Sea control.
0: <laughs> sea control. <laughs> okay, so I think your dad is a spy. He might be a And that's spy. why we're drawn yeah. to this stuff. That's why we can see this stuff. Yeah, um, you know he never
2: really he never trotted out his his black belt all that much or any of the the sort of skills. Well,
0: you're not supposed to. If your body I is registered as a belt. lethal weapon, which it sounds he also like your dad's is,
2: he had a pair of size. Uh, what what are the things that Raphael had? Sides? Size, yeah. He had size. a pair of those when I was growing That's up too. Cool, they were man. badass. Fuck yeah. yes.
0: Maybe they know each other,
2: Raphael and. No, my, my dad?
0: dad. Our dads. Oh,
2: our dads. <laughs> yeah. 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 It sounds like your dad was kind of maybe the the guy who like stayed in the van and did like the computer stuff. And no, my dad was out that's there just not,
0: like. No, not. He infiltrated. infiltrating. My dad is infiltrating. And then when he's like done the hard work of like winning over the fucking diplomat to turn coat your dad like fucking drives the car to make sure that he gets across the border your your dad is there winning over the diplomat
2: shaking his hand and all of a sudden a uh, uh, sigh bursts through <laughs> the guy's chest, <laughs> and a spray of blood goes all over yeah. your dad they're messing like, up what are you doing again? Ringarood? <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like i don't play by your rules yeah great that's cool our dads are cool
0: yeah. our dads are awesome
2: <laughs> they're like the the um old the expendables
0: yeah I mean, yeah. they weren't in the '80s. They were just like them. no, they were young they men were, back then. Yeah. but very cool, very cool dads. Um, and this has been Dad Talk, <laughs> Dad um, So we're gonna read. Um, do we need to set anything up for why? So Shannon Kilborn, she's a super spy. We need to flesh out her story a little bit. Um, okay. She is a spy. She th- she can never make Babysitters Great. Club. I'm glad meetings. you fleshed
2: out the story a little bit.
0: She can't. She can't go to meetings, she, and she can't babysit.
2: Yeah, she can't. She's always busy, and she always has some excuse. Oh, I have flanch class. I have, yeah, you know, like ceramics. Yeah, honor like, society. There's always something. She's always talking something. Something that was it's, yeah. it's it's something that's so boring and mundane that you would never think to to check in on it. You know, and that's how you you know you don't you don't use a cover story that's like so. Unbelievably complicated that like people would f- would sort of question it. You want to go with the mundane stuff, you yeah. know.
0: That's but she also how you get by she also by. wants to be a girl and have a, have friends and like she's is a thirteen year old girl as far as we know, and sure. so she's like sure. wants to she's be she's excited cash. to be part of the Babysitters Club, but it really is not jiving. She's with afraid her. of what she'll do around them. You know. Yeah, yeah. She her body's afraid life registers a, a lethal weapon.
2: What if someone accidentally says her her like kill word? You know.
0: Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah, sets her off. Well, we know because we read Shannon's story. I went back a little bit to look at the lore here, Um, and Shannon's story is a portrait. It's no, it's a standalone um, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I'll remind you, reader's
2: request, I think
0: what we discussed then. It's basically the story of Shannon's story is that she's at an assassin school and she's going on a trip for Operation What's Called M Day. Uh, which I think oh, we right. we determined day? no it stood for Mitterrand uh, that she was going to go and assassinate the French president uh, right. Francois right. Mitterrand uh, with something called a, a murder d- day dream machine oh like from uh, Th- this is the passage rah! Chris Nolan it could dream. be from Chris Nolan the sound of my father's car backing out of the garage is what woke me I rolled over and squinted at the dial of my dream machine Wow, I'd have to remember this if I ever considered being a lawyer. So that's from that book. So she's using this dream machine um, to go assassinate the French president, Francois Mitterrand. And uh, she comes from a family of spies and she goes to a school for spies.
2: Yeah. I think maybe the dream machine is, have you ever seen, um, you know the character Winter Soldier from the Marvel Universe?
0: Yeah, I watched the the whole series about him.
2: The reason he remains so young despite being born in like 19... like twenty or whatever, is because when he becomes the winter soldier, they, they put him in stasis right between missions. Yeah. Which prevents him from aging. And I think maybe that's what the dream machine is. Okay. Yeah. So she's, she's waking be up in the lab. Relentless. Yeah. Like surrounded by, you know, like guys in coats and machinery. Yeah. And they're like putting the serum in her to like wake her up for her next mission, which of course is to go kill Micharon.
0: Yeah, that's not how you say it, but <laughs> what, what did you say? Mitterrand.
2: Micharon. Mi
0: <laughs> it's funny to hear you try to say it. Um, <laughs> I probably did a bad job too, French baby bees. Don't come after me, but it's better than what Tanner said. At least admit that. No. Um,
2: Tell us, rank us. <laughs> yeah,
0: rank us one and Tell two. Us out who of, said who can pronounce name the name or. of the French president? François Mitterrand.
2: <laughs> Mitter- Mitterrand.
0: <laughs> anyway, Shannon tried to to murder him, and that's what M Day is. Yep. And her mom is a spy too. That's all we know. Should Should we? Um. Should we read the story? Because I wrote one. Uh, yeah. You wrote the sort of intro, right? I wrote this years ago. Right. This is called a time to kill, born.
2: Yeah, but it's not like the full screenplay. Or the full manuscript.
0: Yeah, it could be the preamble. It could be the preface. It's a, it could it's be a piece of it. It's a piece of it. It's just it's yeah. a it's a vignette. It's a window into the life of a time to kill. Born. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was thinking we could do that, and then we could spend the rest of the episode kind of coming up with another one. Or well, coming up with is the wrong word because Anne already has this all planned out. But trying to divine what the next one should be, and then yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah. that. What okay. do you think? Great. Okay. Good. Here it is. A time to Kilbourne. Rendezvous with the Phantom. Epigraph. From Claudia and the Great Search. Dawn hung up, and we arranged for a sitter for the Delaney's, who live in Christie's neighborhood. We had to call on our associate members, though, since the seven of us regular sitters were all busy that afternoon. Luckily, Shannon Kilbourne could take the job. Agent Kilbourne shifted infinitesimally in her camouflaged hunter's blind. Agency training had taught her to remain completely still for up to eight hours on a mission, slowing her breathing and her heart rate to create a state of intense focus and awareness while allowing her body to rest. But this was no ordinary mission, and she had been lying here, deep inside enemy territory, for almost two full days. As she waited with patience born of the most rigorous training the United States government could provide for the world's most notorious criminal, the Phantom, who made his name with a series of disturbing phone calls and robberies in Connecticut, followed by a trail of bodies all the way to Mexico, to exit his lair. She thought about her life back home. They called her a snob back home. They thought she was too aloof, too disconnected, They ostracized her and gave her no respite from her dark thoughts. No comfort during the bad times. She wondered whether they'd treat her differently if they knew all the things she'd seen. All the horrors she'd witnessed at the agency. The horrors that kept her up at night. That kept her aloof. Disconnected. Snobbish. Just then, three things happened in quick succession. The Phantom emerged from his lair. Kilborn instinctively pulled the trigger on her Precision Marksman 308 Winchester sniper rifle with a Schmidt & Bender 6x42 telescopic sight, and the EE8 military issue field telephone in her kit bag began to ring, causing the Phantom to dive just wide of her shot and into his waiting limousine, which peeled out of the driveway, kicking up a cloud of dust that billowed and grew alongside Shannon's anger and frustration. Kilborn here she barked through gritted teeth, pressing the EE-8 to her ear. A pause, then a sigh. Yes, Dawn, I'm free to sit for the Delaney's on Friday. Returning the phone to its case, Kilbourne settled back in her hunter's blind and shook her head in bitter disappointment. Yes, she'd be there to take care of the Delaney kids on Friday. And she'd have to wait until next time to take care of the phantom. Ooh!
2: I am on the edge. Jack? Yeah. You you can throw away the rest of this seat. I'm not going to need it. Okay,
0: because you finally read. You know what I mean?
2: It's like four paragraphs. I sent it
0: to you five years ago. Just need this front
2: edge. Just need this front edge right here. I know you also told me to read fucking Bloodsong five years ago, and you told (laughs) me to read fucking that abercrombie
0: book the joe abercrombie book did you read any of them yeah no <laughs> they're so good i'm on my own path i'm on my own journey jack okay well this was literally as baby nation can attest fairly short read
2: <laughs> yeah
0: but he never did and i'm glad you finally experienced it we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and uh, do another one okay And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly-dilly, my lord. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company. Better help, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self checkout at the grocery store, so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. And
2: we're back. And we're back. Yeah. So we now got a taste of your world that you've built for Shannon Kilborn. Yeah, she is a spy and a, an assassin. Mm-hmm. She's constantly on missions, mm-hmm. um, and then every now and then she will kind of get calls to, you know, sit for, for some of the kids and. Uh, yeah,
0: Schoenberg. and we can we we can divine from Anne's writings the missions as as was the case in this last one, right? So all we need to do is find. The Some right these... passages, and those are the cues, right, to the world of Agent Kilborn. I think at, at the time of the when you penned this in
2: in 2016, the mm-hmm. the most nefarious villain we knew of at that point in the Babysitters Club universe was the Phantom, Phantom Phone Caller. Caller. Yeah, but since then we met so many other sort of terrible villains. Yeah. And there's one that really stands out. I think he might be sort of the kingpin of it all. The Gray Man, Dikraman. Yeah,
0: Dikraman. Yeah, yeah. Is or that who you're gonna man. say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dikraman. Yeah. No, I yeah. think Dikraman is the, the Phantom Phone Caller. Like, probably works for Dikraman, like ten rungs down the
2: line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all. It's like um, all the pun villains who used to work for Carmen Sandiego. You know. Right. Like,
0: yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it's equally terrifying.
2: <laughs> yeah 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 uh, let's uh, let's look up some of them
0: okay perfect carmen that's useful i think i think san that's
2: diego henchman yeah great perfect the vile henchman mm-hmm. and they worked for a company called vile v-i-l-e do they
0: work for Jacqueline carmen Hyde? san diego or they worked against her bugs zapper no they okay. work for her
2: they worked for okay. vile v-i-l-e and so she's evil Robo Crook. Yeah. Vic the s- Slick. That feels a little charged. <coughs> Robo Crook. Robo Crook. Servile. They didn't a put a lot of
0: time or effort into <laughs> any of these names, did they? I thought they had better names than this, but I guess not. <laughs> I mean, I guess they were good enough to make you think they were good in like yeah. 1985 or whatever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe I'm just looking at the wrong list.
0: That sounds about right to me. Um, but yeah, no. You've Dr. Made, we- Sarah
2: Bellum. Okay. Okay, there we go. That's a good one. That's great, yeah. Ace Bandage. Anita Day Off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was worth it.
2: Amphibian? I don't know that one. Jesus, Amphibian. It's like a frog.
0: Oh, Amphibian. Yeah, that's not great. Decryption? Um, Yeah, it is like that, and I think you've made your point. (laughs) These are good. Yeah, so Degraman is going to be our um our nemesis almost certainly. Can I read you? i I pulled a few passages of um that we might be able to kind of bounce off of. Okay, um, we can pick one. This is from. Here's the first one. This is from Jesse and the Bad Babysitter, uh, Babysitter's Club number sixty eight. You ready? Yep. Since Dawn left, we have been calling Shannon and Logan more than ever before. Unfortunately, Shannon was super busy with her school's honor society and wasn't available as often as she used to be. Okay. I feel like there's some ballast there, because the what the fuck is the honor society? Right? I know
2: I know the term honor killing.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know
2: if I actually know what it means.
0: Yeah, it's bad.
2: It seems bad. Yeah, it is bad. So maybe that's what the honor society is? It's like people who have done honor killings?
0: It's an ancient society. Yeah. Let's look it up. Um, honor killings killing i do know what an honor killing is and it's not nice or fun to talk about oh yeah this is this is tough yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's tough yeah but it kind (laughs) of seems like the kind of thing she would do i think you could have an honor society that like look it's maybe it's for the honor of the templars yeah and he's still reading about it it seems like he's making funny faces
2: yeah it's bad It's tough. That's tough stuff. Yeah. Um, Let's not do that. Yeah. Maybe the Honor Society kills
0: honor killers. Okay, that's something. That's cool. They're hunting down people
2: who have done honor killings, and they're assassinating them.
0: Okay, so that's number one. I've got two more. Ready? Yep. This is from Mallory on Strike, uh, Babysitter's Club number 47. It's a classic. I'm sorry, Marianne, I said, but I have to turn this one down. Everyone stared at me in surprise. Do you have another sitting job, Stacy asked? Fuck you, Stacy! Leave Mallory alone. Yeah, sorry. you got another... Yeah.
2: Peer pants. Yeah, maybe she does. Job? Yeah. Definitely. And I know that's related to your diabetes, and I'm sorry I brought it up.
0: I shook my head. No, I just would rather not take this one, if that's okay. Well, Marianne shrugged. Her voice trailed off as she studied the notebook. I guess we'll just have to call one of our associate members. Christy picked up the phone. I'll call Shannon Kilborn. She told me she needed some work. Wet work. Wet work. <laughs>
2: I think that's what they call it when you go to yeah. murder someone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was just like trying to like shoot the shit with Christy. And she's like, yeah, I need some wet work. And Christy's <laughs> like, okay, great. I'll fucking, I'll throw you a babysitting job. She's like, like no. didn't I
2: just give you one like last month? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, you're that strapped for
0: cash. And she's like, it's not about the money.
2: <laughs> it's about the thrill.
0: Okay, here's the final one. Jesse and the Awful Secret. This is from Jesse and the Awful Secret number 61. Nobody's free, said Marianne after checking the record book. We'll have to call Shannon. Everyone looked at Christy. She's usually the one to call Shannon since they're friends. Today, Christy cringed slightly. Could somebody else call her? She asked sheepishly. What's the matter? Asked Don. Lately, Shannon's been calling me asking if I want to go out and do things with her. Christy explained. Her schedule has changed, and she has more time on her hands. It seems her school friends are busy with other things. Shannon's nice," said Stacy. "Don't you want to hang out
2: with her? Not not doing the stuff she's. You ever watch that film Training Day?
0: No, but I really want to. No one will It's watch really it good. You should watch yeah. it.
2: Yeah, Denzel invites Ethan Hawke. I think on his like first day as a cop, and it turns out that. Denzel is a crooked cop and like does a bunch of drug deals and stuff like that, and like makes him do heroin and stuff. And that is kind of what Shannon would have planned for a day out with training, day. Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: That's pretty good. Okay, so we've got three possibilities, and we can choose from them. We can delve further into Shannon Kilbourne's relationship with this mysterious assassin organization called the Honor Society. Yep. We can uh, see what happens when Shannon gets desperate for more wet work. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Or we could look into a kind of training day type of scenario uh, where (sighs) Shannon uh, inducts Christy into one of her um, secret uh, assassination missions.
2: Let me me throw an outline at you that that sort of incorporates all three. Okay, perfect. Shannon works for the Honor Society. Mm Mm-hmm. Taking out villains who do honor killings. Yeah. Which is nasty business. Yeah. And then she her partner, mm-hmm. who, you know, is not named some some random anonymous. It could agent,
0: be Tiffany. Isn't her a sister called Tiffany?
2: Might be Tiffany. Was brutally murdered.
0: Oh, okay. Let's not have it be her sister then. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, so she she needs to find a new kind of partner and she needs to bring someone new into the fold. Okay, And the most eligible person she can think of, the most athletic, good grades, kind of responsible leadership.
0: Christy. She's is recruiting. as
2: Christy. So she's trying yeah. to recruit Christy. Yeah. And she's trying to drop hints to Christy like, hey, do you want to go and do something? Like, hey, have you ever heard of wet work? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to go make this happen? And then ultimately the, the job is to sort of introduce Christy to the honor society and get her hands dirty a little bit with her first kill.
0: Right. Okay. And they're going good. for the kingpin. For De
2: Digraman. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's so good.
2: They're on a flight to Stuttgart.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His it's last thing, thing in anxiety. the morning. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They pulled out that know, Carmen San Diego map. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Shannon, you know, Shannon has some cover for Christy. Like, oh,
0: we're going to go to Debate Club,
2: Florida. Yeah. For a debate meet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then she wakes up in Stuttgart.
0: Stuttgart. Yeah, And it's time for a little bit of wet work. That Does sounds that seem good. all right? That seems great. Yeah,
2: okay. doesn't have to be Stuttgart. It can be anywhere.
0: I think Stuttgart, is. Not, it's fun to say. Dusseldorf. Anything else? Any other little tidbits that we need to include in here? I can probably tell you a few more things about Shannon. Just okay. in general to refresh your memory. Yep. Of all the BSC members, Shannon is probably the most school achievement oriented. She's a member of the French Club, the Astronomy Club, of which she's the youngest member and the vice president. The honor society, we know about that, and the debate team, and she participates in school plays. Well, that's all training,
2: you know. That's all training. Yeah. School plays is like disguises and and putting on different voices and stuff like that for yeah. subterfuge reasons.
0: Yeah. Here's
2: here's a wrinkle that might be interesting. Okay. Is that Shannon has a shadowy contact who she gets, like some some super genius who goes by like a pseudonym and only speaks through like a computer, like AI. Mm-hmm. So you don't know who she is. And every now and then we kind of get a glimpse behind the like her desk and just see her hands typing away at a computer. Okay. Um, and she's sort of her like Oracle. You know, she's she's constantly in touch. She's like inventing new gadgets for her. That's fun. She's That's like fun. helping her like through the like vents in various things, you know, like turning them off and pulling up schematics and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know who it is? Who? Janine. Yes. But no one knows that. Can I read you a passage? Not even Shannon knows that.
0: Can I read you a passage to back that up? Yeah. This is from Farewell Dawn, number 88. Hi, said farewell Shannon Kilborn. Dong? It, yeah, weirdly, it's Farewell way? Way? Dong. Farewell, Dong. Farewell to Dongs. Farewell to Dongs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a beautiful novel. Hi, said we, Shannon. We must
2: have made that joke the first time
0: we read it, right? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, said Shannon Kilborn, who entered the room a few minutes after Christy did. I thought that was a little odd, since Shannon and Christy are neighbors and they almost always arrive together. I stopped to look at a computer program Janine is working on in her room, she explained. Wow, I couldn't even follow it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so maybe she does know. Yeah. She knows it's Janine.
0: Yeah, she suspects. But so you're, yeah, yeah. once again, your your idea didn't come from just nowhere. No, no, no. It's, it's it, all it came, in the came fucking from text. Yeah. deeply
2: ingrained knowledge of these books, yeah. you know? Yeah. like That's in there somewhere. And I've just yeah. sort of like... Happened up- upon it in my own mind, in my own mind palace.
0: That's pretty good. So. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's great. So I, th- I think we've got enough to be going on with. And th- any other sort of wrinkles or any uh, anything else to kind of make it interesting? I mean, Degrauman, the, the Degrauman. The yeah, Degrauman. Any other villains? Maybe there's like a, a red herring villain. Oh yeah. Do you remember any other villains from the BSC series? Uh, I remember the Bone a- Doctor from Little Sister
0: phantom phone caller there's the grauman there's the cat thief the, there's the bad girls uh, there's the bad girls oh and the dog thieves and the well there's a lot of villains in the mysteries right yeah we'll see if we can sprinkle some in there i'm going to have to do this um all um i guess maybe tonight so let's you know we don't want to have too much content
2: <laughs> we don't want it to be too complicated right yeah all right so i feel like i've given you once again kind of helped yeah. you yeah, you know, two fe- two sets of footprints, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Mhm. So, so, in this scenario, there are, there are just two
0: sets of f- footprints. Someone is looking at the beach and they're like, "Wow, there's two sets of equal footprints the whole it's way." There's two
2: sets of f- footprints here. Yeah. yeah, and I and I was like, "Yeah, that's where I helped." <laughs> that's where Jeremy I helped write this a lot. Book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I was there every step of the way.
0: Okay, great. Well, I'll um
2: we'll do that. One point there's only one set of footprints and then the person was like what happened here and I was like oh I left. <laughs> <laughs> I had a basketball game to watch.
0: Yeah. Um speaking of the basketball game you have to watch um I will just say that here is the second fucking installment long awaited of a time to killborn. I hope a you time like to
2: killborn. it. Killborn and it's you know that it's a gift from us to you and yeah, I Yeah, we I both hope you did enjoy it. enjoy this work that I, I yeah. work so hard on. So yeah.
0: please please enjoy. A Time to Killborn The Grey Man of Stuttgart. Epigraph from Mallory on Strike. I'm sorry, Marianne, I said, but I have to turn this one down. Everyone stared at me in surprise. Do you have another sitting job? Stacy asked. I shook my head. No, I just would rather not take this one, if that's okay. Well... Marianne shrugged. Her voice trailed off as she studied the notebook. I guess we'll just have to call one of our associate members. Christy picked up the phone. I'll call Shannon Kilborn. She told me she needed some work. Agent Kilborn was having a bad day. And for someone who'd spent the last week trailing the nefarious agents of Die Graumann through the fetid sewers of Stuttgart, that was saying something. But the conversation she'd just had was enough to unnerve even the youngest ever graduate of the Honor Society, an elite squad of CIA trained assassins dedicated to ending the reign of terror caused by Die Graumann's depraved and appallingly misnamed honor killing. She'd received the call through her wrist-mounted Land Warrior Integrated Comms Unit, just as she was setting out in pursuit of the bionic naval weapons experiment gone horribly wrong and known now as the Surfer Ghost, which meant that it could be only one person. The Janinius. Nobody knew who the Janinius was, but Kilborn had a guess. She'd stumbled across a dangerous and highly advanced computer program at her associate Claudia's house once that could only be the work of someone with an IQ of 160 or above, higher than that of Stephen Hawking, Albert Einstein, Galileo, and Ashton Kutcher. But that was a different mission. The processed, robotic sound of the Geninius shook her out of her reverie. Gilborn! The emotionless voice grated in her earpiece. Your partner has been brutally murdered. It looks like the diabolical work of the lighthouse ghost. You'll need to find someone to replace him immediately. My prediction algorithm says this person should be a highly athletic overachiever with a proven ability to think outside the box, if you're going to have any chance against the Grauman." Kilborn's display blinked off. As troubling as this news was, Kilborn breathed a small sigh of relief. At first, she thought the Janinius was referring to her sister, Tiffany, who sometimes accompanied her on her most dangerous assignments. But it sounded like the lighthouse ghost's latest victim was her new partner, a wet-behind-the-ears CIA recruit she'd been working with to solve the gruesome mystery of the stolen hearts. She grimaced, thinking about the irony that, given the lighthouse ghost's M.O., this poor sucker had likely had his own heart stolen. Permanently. But she didn't have time to worry about that now. How the hell was she going to find someone with the right set of skills to help her finish this mission? Just then, her comms unit beeped again. The call was coming from an unsecured civilian line. Gilborn here, she barked. A pause. Yes, Christy. I am looking for some work, wet work to be precise. Another pause. No, I don't mean lifeguarding. Oh, I see. Mallory's not available? I'll be there. As she flipped the handset on her Land Warrior unit to off, she began to think about the person who had just called her. Kristen Amanda Thomas. A highly athletic overachiever with a proven ability to think outside the box. Suddenly, Kilborn knew exactly what she needed to do.
2: Okay, wow, two de force. Yeah, nailed it.
0: Yeah. Um, let's go. Let you to go watch your basketball.
2: Okay, thank you.
0: Yeah, please subscribe to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/BSCCpodcast. We'll be back next week with, I think the um the official biography of Ann M. Martin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, we bought it. we were like waiting on all of the, the pieces that come together for our new podcast. So we're we're looking for stuff to do. And you realize we missed a whole dang book. Yeah, a whole book. The unofficial oh, official biography of A.M. Martin written yeah. by, I can't remember who wrote it, but it's a, a it's public, Very official uh, sounding published person. Published by Scholastic. Yeah. You know? So this is the real deal. This is I've the real looked, deal. I got it and I flipped through it. Yeah. There's a lot of pictures. <laughs> Good. At Good. some point, there's like a spread where it's, Anne's school pictures from like kindergarten clear through like high school it's pretty wild i think we're gonna discover a lot of fun stuff
0: i cannot wait
2: looking forward to getting to know you better and i know you're yep. a listener jack i'm gonna go watch basketball great Baby
0: nation goodbye goodbye uh i'm jack do you we'll do the outro we're, we're back in babysitter's club oh cool oh that sounds fun i would like that i can do the outro again yeah well in that case this week all that remains is for me to say that I have been this week Jack Alexander Shepard my name is Tanner please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom drown all your dolls, call your senator and demand your right to bear time and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do remember the Delaney's, remember the trip man take your dream horse through that maze Claudia is wearing a bra now and the way she talks you would think that boys had just been in i think i got it the wrong way around let me see if this works ready yeah i did such a good job of this okay let's Who's try Gazi this. kanka Gazi kanka i can't get into it so this is book number th- this is book 33 episode 34 okay let's hope this is it what the hell <laughs> oh i know what it is i know what happened great
2: this is th- thrilling Shh. audio don't this was a no ammies episode by the way.
0: Not anymore my friend.
2: So we'll there's that basketball game to watch.
1: Be very